the bottom. Welcome to your happy place. This is my happy place. I've been asking for this podcast for years. I knew the Blazers would have a high pick at some point. There'd be a lot of money on the line, a lot of hearts that could break, and there's no Greg Oden in this draft. I honestly felt like, Bottom, you've been on the podcast a lot. You're you're a frequent flyer. And um, I just kind of felt like so many times we've had conversations that maybe you were talking football that you didn't know about and you didn't know what was going on, and I figured maybe it was time to return the favor. I felt that maybe we'll talk a little bit of your world, not a whole lot of your world. We're not going to do soccer right now. It's not going to happen. But we'll talk, uh, we'll talk some NBA. Uh, but uh, because if you don't know, the NBA draft is on Thursday. The uh, Portland Trailblazers have the number three overall pick. And this is a uh, what you call a game-changer draft. More at number one than the rest, but there are a lot of options. Basically, we're expecting in the next 72 hours uh, fortunes to change for the Blazers. And luckily for us, Andrew Bottoms is here to tell us why and how. But first, Bottom, how have you been? What have you been up to? What have I been up to? Um, well, you know, I'm, uh, I'm living these days in Boyle Heights on the east side of the river. I had a, a pleasant uh, breakfast sandwich with Sir Lyle uh, this last uh, weekend. What? Um, I did. He is alive. I can, I, can, I, can, I can provide not photo evidence, but, um, you know, self-photos in my brain. I have photos of, of, our, of our amazing coffee, uh, you know, coffee date that his girlfriend came a part of, you know, obviously Lyle and Maya's date, you know, she probably felt like a third wheel, of course, you know, because we were very romantic, but. Uh... All right, bottom. Well, let's get to it then. Uh, NBA draft, for those who don't know, uh, is on Thursday. And uh, bottom, uh, you're the expert. So you let me know what, why is this NBA draft one important and two, why is it a game changer for your beloved Portland Trailblazers? Well, I, I think specifically where um, we're talking about the number one pick, you know, um, I was, I was listening recently to, you know, doing a little bit of research as I, you know, always do before pause. Um, and you know, as they were mentioning, Juan Bayana is one of the first, you know, like there's not a lot of folks that come from Europe that have a lot of professional full-time minutes because a lot of times they're coming from Europe, but they're not playing, you know, full, full games, you know, scoring tons and tons of points. They're like mm -hmm. less proven, but in his case at 19 years old, he's killing the league. And so you already have a proof of concept versus like an, un an unknown. That oh yeah. That helps. 100%. But he also has, has, doesn't have injury history, which is good so far. I mean, he's young. Uh, so I think in the sense of a generational talent, that's what everyone's saying. He does seem like, you know, as you're saying, too perfect. Like, you know, maybe a situation where the Blazers, you know, pick a Greto, Greg Oden. It's a sure thing. They pick a whoever that guy was instead of Michael Jordan. Sure thing. And then it goes down the tube. So I don't know. I know the Spurs think they're getting their next David Robinson, their next, next Tim Duncan. 
He's also very skinny, and I think his thighs are probably the size of maybe a lima bean. So, I don't know. I'm just saying, when he put it, when I was looking at him throwing out this first pitch at the Yankees game, his shorts do not fit him. He needs some more compressed shorts. I hear what you're saying, and it all makes sense. Uh, Wembeyama is uh, an outlier. He's seven foot five. He can stand up, uh, and he's like Boban sized, but he has the athleticism of a guard. And you look at, you know, the change of how. Number one overall picks are usually, uh, I don't want to say American-based, but they usually are. Um, but yet you look at those drafts and see who has been the uh, the superstars coming out of these drafts. And we've got Jokic, we've got Doncic, we've got Giannis. Um, it's not the John Morants and it's not the Zions. And Wemby has the look and feel and vibe of somebody who is not just pro ready, but maybe like a, he's a professional at such a young age. Um, could his body break down, you know, like most seven foot five, could he just go full Chet and not even play his first season? I don't know, but uh, he's healthy now. He's been healthy for a while and uh, he looks and sounds the part. So he, it could be the real deal. This is that kind of thing where, the first overall pick could be, again, one, not going to the Blazers, but also just a unicorn far and beyond the expectations of a normal player coming into the NBA, um, more so than Porzingis ever was. Here's, a, here's an interesting point you brought up the other day. Um, when currently, the Joker is the, the you know MVP. Um, Giannis was, you know, recent MVP as well. Luka, super good. When is the next great American prospect going to happen? Because right now the Europeans are kind of running the NBA. That's true. <laughs> we did say that. Um, so we've got that laid out. Uh, let's look. Wimby, number one, not to the Blazers, but what else do we got? What do we got in Brandon Miller, Alabama, Scoot Henderson? Who, tell me your top three. What's going on for the Blazers in this draft as you see it today? I, I feel like the top three, well, I feel like, I mean, obviously Victor's going number one. I feel like it's pretty much everyone, all the scouts are saying Brandon Miller and, and Scoot Henderson are two, you know, which, which, which order they go is up to debate, but that's two and three, and then it kind of drops off from there. So I feel like the Blazers, at least at number three, are going to get a good pick. Um, you know, I think the interesting thing is that the Blazers already have Anthony Simons, which is a, a point guard um, that's young and improving. And so I don't know if you add Scoop with Dame and Anthony, if that works, to be honest. So Anthony got his first real chance his last year. He came as straight out of basically high school. I think he did the same thing in the G League. I don't know if the G League Ignite was there, but he, he went to one of those prep schools, didn't do college, and then went to the NBA. So he was, you know, learning to be a man through the NBA. Now he's officially a man. Um, and so <laughs> I, I think I think the question, you know, is can those – because the biggest thing for the Blazers, we have five minutes left in our meeting, so something's going on here, Julian. you got to check to see if we're kicked out. Okay. Okay, but 
The question is, the, the Blazers' biggest problem is they have horrible defense. And the reason they traded McCollum was because they had two small shooting guards that couldn't play defense with McCollum and, and Dame. And so I don't know what Scoot's size is, to be honest. But the question is whether that would be effective. I also don't know if Dame wants... I've seen some tweets out there. Dame always refutes the tweets, but I've heard some tweets... That supposedly Dame doesn't want a rebuilding, you know. Well, he doesn't want rebuilding, but doesn't want to play with the young. He wants like some like actual vets on the team that he can win with because he's getting older. So, you know, I think it's going to be very interesting. Yeah, Shaden Sharp also, which was their draft last year, he's a good player. He's going to be good in the future, but he's still young. So, I think um, they have a lot of people that no one even has heard of on their team. And so they either need to do a huge rebuilding or even though I don't think Dame wants to leave, I have this and I don't think he will, but I have this really sad feeling in my stomach that if it's going to happen, it would happen this year because they literally have no, they've gutted their whole team. So in your mind, is it draft scoot trade Dame um, or are there alternatives? What, what, what do you think is it one or the other? Is there any option for both? In some ways I want them just to keep scoot because I feel like I don't, even if they trade scoot, I don't think the Blazers are going to win a championship with Dame. They just have, they have, they don't, they lack too many pieces. They would have to do a total overhaul and there's no way you're going to get three huge. They're not going to do like a Phoenix sun situation. And I think their window to one would have, you know, kind of already passed them in some of their prior teams. Um, so in some ways, I kind of just hope that they would keep, I kind of hope they keep Scoot and Dame, and that way when Dame is done, we have this young, shaded, sharp Scoot Henderson, you know, hopefully the new generation, Anthony Simons team that, you know, and these are all young, so I think in a sense, you have these better contracts. Like, Anthony's going to want to get paid next, but like Shaden, Scoot, they won't be able to get paid for a couple of years. And I think that would set up the Blazers better for the future. But I feel like the Blazers feel they have to make a move if they want to keep Dame. So um, I think there's a good chance they will trade. It's good. I think the more likely they trade the pick. Oh. I, 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 th- I think Dame has said over and over, and, and I know I'm, I, I'm saying this also partly because I don't want my heart to be broken. Yeah. But I, I think Dame has said over and over, there's more to there's more to life than just basketball. I like having my family here. I have friends here. I enjoy my quality of life. So I think, I mean, Dame, if he's going to do it, it's this year. This is literally the year. If he's not going to do it this year, he's definitely staying in Portland forever. But I think also that Portland has a bunch of nobodies. So I feel like they're, unless they have some really bad contracts, I feel like they could have a lot of moves that they could make in a sense of just like these contracts have to be so small because these players no one's ever heard of. So- well, uh, all right. Well, well um, bottom, we're going to roll out our, uh, our, our final, final one minute. minute get all your, your hot takes. takes. Maybe, Maybe you can even make these about the NFL. Um, all right. It's, it's your moment. moment. Well, as Julian and I were talking about prior, he's so excited for Messi to come to the MLS, he could not hold it in. But I want to let everyone know the Copa America is coming to the USA in 2024, and Julian and I have a date in Seattle or L.A. 
or in the Bay Area, we are going to watch the Copa America. And if you want to come with us, you let us know. We're buying tickets. We're going to watch the USA versus Brazil or Colombia or Argentina, whoever it is. And we're so excited to join the Copa America train and come watch with us. But you know what's gonna happen, and you and that was your favorite memory that we've ever had together. That and midnight guacamole. That's true. Happy birthday too. Oh, that's true. Sherbert punch. That was the same one. We went from your house. Went from your house. There and then you you ended up at a diner. You can ask Antez about that experience. I, I, I <laughs> All right, that's, that's the, the show. show time. Time. That's the Digi Keeper podcast. Thanks so much, man. This was fun. We'll, we'll talk, talk again, again next year. year. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>